This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. It's Thursday the 22nd of February and that's the day when another six countries became subject to the electronic travel authorization scheme that the UK is bringing in. And I want to talk more about this. I touched on it yesterday when speaking to Thomas Voldby, the chief executive of Heathrow Airport who's very concerned about one aspect of it but there's also a lot of misunderstanding about what's happening why and when it is all going to take effect. Let's start at the very beginning and I really carbon date these online authorization systems to the rollout of the ESTA scheme, the Electronic System for Travel Authorization, which took effect in 2009. That was a direct response to the tragic events of 9-11. In 2001, the perpetrators of the dreadful terrorist attacks were all legally admitted into the United States. The authorities wanted to avoid any repeat of that. And that's why, even to this day, you get very difficult questions on the ESTA form about what sort of um, affiliations you may have, about whether you've been to a country which is a so-called state sponsor of terrorism, which includes Cuba, but only if you've been there since January 2021. And of course, you have to pay for the fee. The UK is following a similar path and increasingly many countries seek to pre-screen visitors on arrival from abroad the idea is the more you know about me before I come to your country the more you can decide actually do we want him there not really sure the more questions you can ask and when I do arrive if I am seen as a person who is not undesirable then the idea is it should be smoother and swifter and that's certainly the line that Europe is pushing for its much delayed European travel information and authorization system which is coming into effect we think next year. The ETA as deployed by the UK though is very interesting. In some cases it's actually going to make life easier for people. It's aimed at those who don't need an actual visa but uh, frankly, since you have to apply online in advance for it, pay some money and give some personal information, I would class all these things as e-visas. Terminology, though, isn't important. It's about what you need to do. And the US scheme, as mentioned, asked lots of very difficult questions. The European scheme is not uh, so direct, although they do want to know about criminal convictions. And the same in the UK. The two schemes, though, differ in one very important respect, and that is that the UK 
says you need to have one of these ETAs if you are only flying in to change planes. I'm speaking to you from Dublin Airport where a lot of people are arriving, a lot of people in transit and they are generally going into a special area. They don't need to go through passport control. They're not trying to get into Ireland and why would anybody wants to impede their journey. Aer Lingus makes quite a lot of money out of flying people from country A via Dublin to country B. So does KLM, Air France, Lufthansa, Turkish Airlines, Emirates and many more. And the principle, apart from in the US, has always been that if you are documented for your final destination, if you are not seeking to enter the country that you are stopping at along the way just to change planes, well, you don't need any documentation. There are some exceptions. For a, quite a while, the UK has required a visa that allows people to change planes at London Heathrow. Those are people from countries which the UK government feels has a high chance of those individuals possibly arriving and then seeking asylum. I don't know the extent to which that is the case, but I do know that you do need some visas. But now the UK is going one step beyond that. They're saying, right, OK, everybody who's coming in, you've got to have one of these forms. Don't worry, it doesn't take too long to fill in. There's an app on your phone and it will cost you £10. Well, that is true, except if I am a person in Germany, in France, in Spain, in Italy, and I'm trying to get to somewhere in North America, which doesn't have direct flights. There's a large chance it will have direct flights from Heathrow because Heathrow is the biggest airport in Europe in terms of the number of passengers. So an awful lot of people are going to be coming in and saying, yep, I would like to change planes there, except they've got so much choice. They can go via Dublin. They can go via Amsterdam, Paris, Frankfurt, Madrid, Lisbon, many, many airports are welcoming people to change planes without having to go through the bother and payment, paying £10 of uh, people getting into these countries. So the airlines are furious. The airports, or rather Heathrow in particular, because it's the only real hub airport in the UK, uh, they're cheesed off as well. And I imagine that this will be one of those things which um, is eventually relaxed. For now though, it is a complete pain for the airlines involved. That could affect you even though you've got no interest in changing planes in a uh, in Heathrow because you're coming to or from the UK. Well, unfortunately, the amount of transit traffic affects the availability of routes and flights and fares that we have. Fewer transit passengers spells possibly fewer flights, possibly higher prices. So it's not great, but it is different and it's still better than the US where absolutely everybody has to go through US border control as if they were coming on a holiday or a business trip for weeks on end. All you want to do is just change planes, but that's not something the Americans allow. The British Home Office, meanwhile, says, ah, oh, we're just doing things like the Americans. No, you're not, because we're not demanding that people are legally admitted into the UK. In fact, we'd obviously save, much prefer to save the uh, trouble there. It's 
a debate that will rumble on and increasingly become more significant as this is rolled out, particularly to EU and North American passengers. Although when that's going to happen, well, the other thing I've noticed covering this story is that the government has quietly dropped its plan to have everything ready so that everybody who doesn't require a visa to travel to the UK has to have an ETA. And that's going to be happening, they said, by the end of the year. Now it's happening in due course. Well, in due course, I shall be back again tomorrow. For now, thank you very much indeed for listening. Goodbye.